This is IA Forward, your playbook for success as an independent insurance agent. Here to help you knock it out of the ballpark are your hosts, Shane Tatum and Tanya Lead. Welcome to IA Forward. Shane, I had a new experience last night. The cute boy and I joined a new gym facility here in Pensacola. I'd set up an appointment with a personal trainer. I had gone through the intake process. I'd shared with them, okay, these are my goals. This is what I'm working toward. This is my nutrition plan. These are the things that I want out of this. Did all of that. So I show up last night at the gym and this girl comes out and she has on a shirt that says today I choose violence with a smiley face on it with X's where the eyeballs are supposed to be. And all I could think of is for the next hour I'm going to spend with this person and I'm here and I've got my gym pearls on and my, you know, like, like my little gym workout earrings and I've got my cute little outfit that all matches and I'm going to be working with today I choose violence girl. And with everything going on in the world, all I could think of was how scary it was that this girl woke up this morning and thought, this is how I'm going to present myself to the world. You kind of caught me off guard with your pearl workout earrings. I mean, I kind of have some kind of earrings on, so I have these cute little pearl workout earrings. That's good. I like it. So I'm just trying to get this picture in my head of I choose violence t-shirt and pearls and little workout outfit ready to go. And this clash of culture that is going on in your first let's go environment to improve your physical and mental health, I guess. You know, it's like, okay, this is a really interesting spot. I don't know that I've ever heard of a situation like that, but I've got the image in my head thinking about t-shirts. You know, I I don't love this thing that I've seen pop up around softball circles or around some sports circles. Hate us. Us versus all y'all. I've seen some things like that that's popped up and very much like I choose violence. I just wonder what it says about who we are. Is that really who we are or is it just this popularity thing that we think it looks cool or we think it's funny? I can't really get my head around that. I can't either. And I think it goes back to a podcast we did recently that I summed it up at the end and said, be nice. And I think somehow that whole idea of be nice and Gary V's whole concept of kindness is just going out the window. Yeah, your niceness revolution is going to take a hit with that. There is so much animosity and friction in culture today across the board, and it's exasperated and amplified by good old social media. It's a reality that I could go out here and stand on the street corner and yell the most obscene things as loud as I could and maybe for, say, an hour at a time and maybe get a handful of people to hear me. They're not going to hear you over the trucks that drive by. That's probably true. The (laughs) trucks driving down Main Street in Huntington, Texas are going to drown me out. But it's this megaphone of social media that really just makes this really bad because your today I choose violence t-shirt how many interactions did that trainer have in the day let's say it affected 500 people let's say that that impression she got 500 pairs of eyeballs but if she posted that or she made that statement on social media that might get 
50,000 pairs of eyeballs very easily. You think about the amplification of social media. You think about the amplification of what does that say about her brand as a person, not just her business, but as a person. What does that say about her to the world because of the social media effect? I was thinking about the concept of social media and this shirt last night during my entire hour. So it reminded me one time of a customer that I had that decided that he was going to let a high school student do his social media for his business. And I called him about a week later and I said, have you looked at your social media? And he said, why? And I knew this person very well. I knew this person was very conservative, had a very devout Christian faith. And I knew that this person's agency tended to serve a little bit of an older demographic. And I said, I really think you need to go look at your social media because the things that are being posted are not going to resonate and probably offend your clients and your potential clients. So it's one of those things that we have to be so careful about who we choose to let do our social media because they need to understand the demographic. Kind of like last night working with Miss I Choose Violence, as the person that owned the gym, I would be somewhat mortified that they had paired me, however old I am, with this, you know, and very conservative, these are my goals, with a person that probably didn't fit my personality. And how much money did that business lose because they didn't take the time to figure out the pairing? We forget what impressions can do and what impressions on your business and your personal life has on your business. And we have this personal brand. I've heard people talk about this before. I've heard I've heard it in a parenting format, parents talking about it to their kids. I heard an insurance executive talk about it way, way back when my kids were really little. And I don't know if I ever used it in that same context or called it your personal brand, but I talked about it with my kids, just who we were and who you were and who they were and what kind of life they wanted to live. And when I first heard that about personal brand, it resonated with me because I had this story and this experience as a parent with my oldest daughter in middle school sports. And it was the very first parent meeting. Coaches had a parent meeting every year at the beginning, explain things like 24-hour rule. If you're upset about something, wait 24 hours before you call me. Then we'll have a conversation about it. That way everybody's calmed down. These were the rules. And I just so happened to be on the school board at the time, which was something that I tried not to bring to a meeting like that. And I'm not really sure that this young coach realized anything, but I just happened to be there and I listened to this young coach explain that, yes, she's a coach and a teacher, but at the end of the day, she takes her whistle off from around her neck and she hangs it on the rear view mirror of her vehicle when she gets in the vehicle. And at that point, she's no longer a coach for the day. She ends her day. And of course, I'm thinking about, well, I'm teaching my my kids about personal brand. I'm thinking about my business and I'm thinking about, yeah, I can't just take my insurance agency business owner hat off. I can't just separate those things. I am who I am all the time. It kind of told me 
up front with this young individual what kind of coach she was going to be. And it was going to be disappointing. And it kind of set this tone for me as a parent to go, okay, this is just going to be one of those years that you're just going to have to sit back, be a learning experience, all that. Into the story is two years later, this particular individual is out of education, out of coaching, completely doing something different. It was not her thing. And I could tell it was not going to be her thing when she said, I hang my whistle up and I'm no longer a coach. It's not going to work as an educator. I'm on school board at the time, like I said, and I know that we're talking to teachers and educators and I'm listening and I'm hearing from them and I'm talking with them and I'm like, teaching's a calling, coaching's a calling. I think it's no different than the calling uh, into ministry. Uh, I think that there are certain professions that have callings to them and you don't go there for the money. And you can't separate who you are in your profession in a lot of cases from who you are personally because they are so blended and interwoven into our world and who we are. I Choose Violence is a complete oxymoron to serving a customer base to me. And I just, I get it. I get your your appalled nature of, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is my trainer. To use sort of a little bit of your, your radio background here, one of our... Uh, Uh, radio stations here locally in East Texas, country station, and the main voice DJ for years that we grew up with was this man, this individual, and you hear his voice, and I don't know anything about DJs, I don't know anything about radio personalities, I just know that Danny Merrill in the morning is what was on when I got in the vehicle to go to school. You would hear that voice, and then we got to college, and we might have ended up a few times in... what would be referred to by my dad as a honky-tonk. And lo and behold, Danny Merrill in the morning was actually there at the dance hall and maybe there was a band, Martina McBride or somebody else that was coming through at the time that was on their way up. There was this voice that, that came over the speakers and it's like, that's Danny Merrill in the morning. And it's like, wait a minute, no. Danny Merrill's a real person. Why is he not on the radio? Why is he actually standing up on the stage? And then it kept going because the older I got, then I had kids and then I had these kids and these girls played these sports and back to school athletics and we're watching a high school basketball game and I'm watching this kid and I'm watching this other guy across the way on the stands and he's standing up yelling at the refs. It's Danny Merrill in the morning. (laughs) He has kids. Oh my gosh. He procreated. (laughs) I'm not not sure on-air personalities should never procreate. (laughs) I know, but oh my gosh, he he got married. Somebody married Danny Merrill in the morning, and he's a real person. He has kids. He has a family. Danny Merrill has this brand throughout East Texas, this personal brand of who he is is who he has been throughout his career. And if he is standing up yelling at refs in a basketball game, it can impact his personal brand. He's a dad in one sense. He's doing what dads do. He's doing what parents do in small town athletics. But it's kind of all connected here in that your clients are going to see how you act when you're not in the office, when you're not on the phone, when you're not the 
person behind the email and your social media is a huge reflection of that. And I don't know if you recall our first go around with social media and you had created some of this branding and I was like, Hey, Tanya, it feels a little extra feminine for me. Do you remember that? I do. And I came back and I shared with you the statistics on um, 82% of insurance decisions are made by women or with women's input. That was the reason that I had done that. We came to a compromise on it. We did. We did. And you gave me a little bit of my masculinity back, but you also went down this path of understanding who the insurance buyer was. And we found this really, really good place. And and our social media is fantastic. But to the point, your brand and your social media should be connected in who you are. And this is not only your business social media. I think it is imperative that your personal social media should not only reflect who you are, but should also reflect the customer that you want. I'm not saying to be inauthentic, but I am saying that the majority of people that are buying are going to go look at your social media before they make a decision. And if you are XYZ insurance, I'm going to probably look at XYZ insurance. And then I'm going to look at the owner of XYZ insurance just to see if I think our personalities are going to mesh. When the cute boy and I first met, I was on the air with the fabulous Dave Maxwell, who produces our podcast. Shout out to Dave. And we had a show called The Morning Scramble. And it was a very female oriented, very pop culture oriented. And so we would have these conversations about keeping up with the Kardashians. Every Friday, we would read the Craigslist Missed Connections, which if you've never done that and you're having a bad day and you want to feel better about yourself, go read that. Shane would probably not make that suggestion to you, but I will. But that being said, had the cute boy judged me, like some of his friends actually did, based on our radio show, then he wouldn't have gotten to know who I was in real life. And so the persona that I had to present on the air because of the kind of business that I was in wasn't that it was inauthentic, but it was who I had to be in that moment. Well, sometimes we have to do that with our social media too. Sometimes we have to know who our target demographic is. And if I put this out there, even if it's what I really feel, what is that going to do to my business? I'll go a step further and say that if your personal social media is causing polarizations or one moment you're sharing Bible scriptures and the next minute you're sharing a profanity laced meme or something like that, then you are a contradiction in action. You are basically kind of sharing something that confuses your customer base, your client base, and more importantly, you know, not just that, your your future prospect base. And I think that we go, well, that's my personal life. People shouldn't be looking at my personal life. I'm sorry. If you're leading an organization, if you are an insurance agent, you are a risk manager, you are a business owner, more importantly, and in your community, you can't separate that. This idea, kind of back to my coach example of hanging the whistle up, reaching a point in your day where you kind of decompress and step away. Yes, your family needs that. Yes, you need that. That's healthy. But you're still that business owner. And if you are now at the ballpark an hour later, 
later or you're at the grocery store an hour later and you're not portraying this personal brand that people want to be around. You're not actually backing up who you say you were by your actions uh, in in supposed real life after work life, then you have a brand problem. And I think your customers are going to see through that. And that actually becomes the authentic person. And this persona that you put on during the day at work as the business owner actually becomes the fake person. And that's the thing we have to fight against and not allowing that to happen to us as business owners. The flip side of that, I know that high school basketball is big there in Huntington. Like this is a thing. It, it is a big thing. It's big in East Texas. Let's just go ahead and give it the whole region. It's the small gyms. It's cramming a thousand people from rival communities that are in the same county. It's this idea. Let's take some teenagers and let's put them in opposing communities. Let's let them be children of parents who grew up in those opposing communities and were also competitors. And let's throw them all into a 800 capacity gym. But instead of that, let's make it a thousand standing. Let's make it a thousand people and let there be standing room only. This is this sort of environment that I would describe for you. And then let's give three referees this challenge of controlling the tempo of the game and letting them play, but also not being violent, so to speak. Let's give these guys or our gals, let's give them the challenge of controlling this environment while these opposing communities are yelling at you as you're running up and down the court. And that is your recipe for excitement in small town East Texas. And this is what we have done to ourselves. So yes, basketball and basketball gyms in East Texas are quite the sight during basketball season. I still haven't been to a game, so I've, I've got to do that once. I've got to, I've got to uh, schedule one of my trips to Texas around having this experience. You do. You do. You need to see this in action. One of the first times that I ever came there, and I've heard about it so many times, is one of our members of our leadership team, Holly and her mom, are very into high school basketball. Very passionate people. Very passionate about this, right? And so they're getting and they're hollering and they're into the game. But I would be willing to make a large bet that it is still done in a way that represents our organization the way you would want it to be represented. So we're not saying you can't be passionate about things and get involved with things because I can tell you I'm very passionate at an LSU football game. But my activities at a game, even being passionate, are not going to negatively reflect on my personal brand or on the brand of the organization I work for. What's interesting about that, and especially if you're in a small community, is you're right. You shouldn't be different regardless of the setting. You should be the same person 24 hours a day. That's like, Shane, are you serious? That's impossible. No, it's not impossible. It's doable. It's too much effort to not be the same. That's right. But to be a little overzealous at an LSU football game with 100,000 people is obviously a different setting than being a little bit overzealous or a lot overzealous and making a fool of yourself amongst a thousand people 
in your small town, your community, where you happen to be known as a local business owner and where that image of professionalism, you're telling your people, you have to set that example from a leadership standpoint. And this is a thing that happens and let's then amplify it by realizing that there's video cameras everywhere. I jokingly say, thank goodness that we didn't have readily available video cameras in the 90s. Oh, yeah. I don't know that I would be sitting here today talking to you as the idiot late teen college boy. I don't know where my life would have gone with video in the 90s. And I I don't even like to think about it. I like to ignore it. But let's remember that you are one video away from being a viral sensation if you choose to be stupid. That then becomes this business owner nightmare because the world is anticipating finding you. They want you to be stupid because they want to get viral clicks and they want to see this thing happen. I've got this incredible heartbreaking but then uplifting on the backside story recently of this young high school softball player in East Texas who went viral. Two girls on a play at home plate and one girl managed to kind of trick and be called safe. On the video, it looks like the catcher kind of gets duped a little bit, but it's one of those snippets of a video where you don't see the full context of the play. You see a portion of the play and it ended up on ESPN. It ended up going hugely viral. And and the sadness of it is I immediately realized that this catcher, who is a college-bound catcher, by the way, to play at the collegiate level, who is a very good softball player. He has hit 33 career home runs in high school as of a couple of weeks ago. She may have more by now. She's fantastic. And the second half of the play, she actually throws a runner out who's trying to take an extra base during all this play at the plate. And so you don't get the full scope of the play. But what ended up happening is this young lady, an 18-year-old high school student, ends up getting bullied online and things take that spiral to the negativity. Today I choose violence is what happens to her in a virtual way. And so now there has been this movement of uplifting this young lady, rightfully so, not only from her community, but from others around the country that have kind of said, yeah, this is everything that's wrong about what can happen. You know, you think about that innocent enough, just a play and how people can take things out of context and use it for their own gain. We don't need to give them more ammunition. We don't need to give them things by doing really dumb things and not realizing that we can't separate business owner, community leader from personal life. They are one in the same. And I I firmly believe that. I can't go across the street to the barbecue restaurant. I can't go to the grocery store. I can't go eat with a group of friends and act like an idiot and think that that's not going to come back to haunt me. It's just a reality of our position of leadership in our communities. I'm going to leave us today with this quote from James Harden. Be the best you can be and don't try to do what you see others doing. Attitudes of choice. Make a great one. Bye, y'all. Ready to get the ball rolling with your independent agency? Learn more at IntegraAgent.com. That's IntegraAgent.com. Thank you for joining us on IA Forward. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now or learn more at IAForward.com.